river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 108. So, when last we left you, war was upon you, whether you would have it or no. Yes. Uh, Erevetti came to Elkrest with a big pile of armies. Yes. Uh, you negotiated with Marlin, the leader of the River Raisers, for his um, untimely demise. Yes. Um, I I was thinking about this. I presume Caelan can have notified Aurori's runners about their yeah, part and surreptitiously notified Aurori's runners. Yeah, the theory is what you do is you notify the commanders of the army rather than telling all 500 people in it and thus creating a numerous possibility for leaks. Yeah. And the commanders just kind of see them going and give the order, no, no pursuit. You know, the men yeah. don't need to know why they're doing it. They just need to know what they're doing. Yeah. Because the thing is that, you know, um, Aurori's runners are all monks, so they can actually KO people non-lethally and make it look good. Um, now, I did think of this between sessions. Um, there is somebody in your kingdom um, who is a named NPC who is not in charge of an army that you don't seem to have thought of. Uh, possibly because it was so many million sessions ago it slipped between the cracks. Uh, when you built the monastery, Tusky Thunderfist came up to occupy it. Seriously, I've got Tusky Thunderfist? Yes, he's bopping around in your kingdom. That's completely awesome. Um, can yes, I you have can him... retroactively make him a commander of an army. Cool, well it's not very complicated which army I put in commander of. I want is him to it be... Monk army? It is the Monk army. Yeah, no, sorry. I've gotten confused because Tusky's done so much stuff in various... Um, because he yeah, must have he was, left and gone to Corvosa in the interim. He, no, he was in Corvosa to start with. Right. And then left Corvosa at the end of, around the end of book two and came here. Right. Okay, I've um, gotten a bit muddled That's about fine. the location of Tusky Thunderfist. He came here when you built the monastery, whenever that was. Yeah, that was the monastery. That's fine. The point is, Tusky Thunderfist is here in my kingdom, and I want to make him a general of an army, because sure. he's awesome. Yeah. Continue to hope I can continue my streak of not getting other people's cool NPCs killed. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. He must be. It must be. He is. It must be said. Not um, 
thrilled about being the general of an army. He's willing to do it. Well, I but mean, it's definitely not his heart's dream and desire. Yeah, it's only something I want him to do if he's interested in doing it. Yes, yes, cool. Because he's by no stretch of imagination a pacifist by nature. Yeah. Cool. Um, so then as a relevant point, I would like to know what his charisma modifier is. It is plus two. Cool. That is a considerable improvement on Bob. Ah, yes, of course, I've got Queen Veskit leading the, um, the Hoikva. Yep. Boy, if she gets killed, it's gonna be funny. Well, in all fairness, the um, if she gets killed, the thing's going really awry. The whole point of that army is I don't want them to actually have to fight. They're just there, so I don't have to keep constantly diverting an army down to Merkvar. Okay, so basically, um, Iraveti has sort of marched up. Mid-morning has broken. Um, of vague note, uh, he has not at this point issued you any further demands, parlays, or anything of the sort. He has more or less just marched in and started attacking. Yeah. But I think um, we know what his condi- we both know what his conditions are. If yes. Kalen was re- willing to negotiate on them, Kalen yeah, could if, contact Arimetti. If you want to speak with him before the battle begins, you are welcome to wave a parlay flag, which he will almost certainly um, accept. But he himself is not offering at this point. Yeah, yeah the... Um, the time for talk is yeah, done. we've had this conversation. Yeah, we've had this conversation four separate times, in fact. No, we're, we're, we've failed to solve our problems with negotiation, and we are now solving them with bloodshed, as kings are known for. Yep. Okay. And so, trumpet sound, armies charge. Yes. And we go into army initiative. Um, initiative, yes. Which is um, morale checks for everybody. Uh, the clockwork cavalry automatically fail this and go last in declaration. Yep. Which doesn't matter anyway because the only thing they can do is remain in a standard strategy. Because they don't have, they don't, they they, they can't change their tactics. Insofar as you can see, the commander of their army is presumably a clockwork person as well because there doesn't appear to be. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of humans running around in there. So the upside to being a clockwork is that they have a bunch of advantages on you. Um, among other things, based off first, you'd guess like they can't be made afraid. They probably can't be, say, taunted. Yeah. Um, but they can't adapt. Yeah. And the way that's represented is they just stick at standard the whole time. Yeah. And they can't be routed. That's the other one. They cannot yeah. be, um, they can't, their morale can't break. Yeah. Alright. So, um, I will roll for my four guys. Sure. Okay, so the, um, stag runners get a, uh, 23. Mm-hmm. Yep. Venging get a 15. Mm-hmm. Hooves of Thunder get 12. Yep. They missed a need. Yep. And um, the Cobalt Defenders get a 13. They're a very small army. It's a lot of people. Oh. Both a very small army in number and a very small army in size. 
Order the clockwork men stay at standard. Yep. Um, now um, I have my armies all get the city defense bonus as we start this day because we are battling inside Elk's Rest. Yes. So my guys begin the day with a plus sixteen bonus to their DV. Yep. All right, and um, consequently the hooves of thunder will start out at aggressive. Yep. Uh, that's the first tier one, right? Uh, yes, aggressive and reckless. Cool. They started aggressive. Kobolds. Uh, also aggressive. Bowman. Uh, also aggressive. Cool. The uh, taxi of regiment. With their giant fire of siege engines. Defensive. Standard for the wyverns. Standard for the razors. Cool. And aggressive for the stack runners. Cool. And the clockwork men, as aforementioned, are always on standard. Yep. Okay. And. We begin. Yes. So to begin with, we have the ranged phase. Yes. So who here has ranged weapons? Um, the bowmen do. Yep. And the hooves of thunder do. Cool. So we might as well start going down in that order. Yeah. So uh, river razors have ranged weapons. Yep. Um, so they will start shooting them at people. Yep. Um, so which army are they going to target? Given that they don't actually want to win this, um, they're going to target your biggest army. Okay, that would be the stag runners. Yep. Uh, that would be a 23 to hit them. Which will not do it. Yep. Um, okay, so going down, the wyverns, I believe, have a ranged attack because they are... Uh, what's the terrain in Elk's Rest? Is that of interest? Uh... It's a forest hex. 25, then. Okay. They get bonuses to attack it in forests. Cool. Because they are relevant. Yes, makes sense. Yes, Elk's Rest is a city in a forest. Yep. Okay, so 25, they miss. They miss. Uh, the Pytaxian Regiment. Have bows or do not have bows? Uh, have bows. Okay. Uh, the, the wyverns do not have a ranged option. Right. Uh, and everyone else does. Oh, okay. Uh, first round melee phase, then I'm dirty fire you here. No. Yep, they miss. Okay, um, the wyverns take a shot um, now. Who did everybody touch? Right. 
message of our team is bugger wyverns anyway, and the um, bowmen shoot at the wyverns. Sure. We've had a lot of trouble from those wyverns. Yep. The general consensus is we'd like the wyverns to go on the bag. However, the bowmen roll excessively poorly, so that's... Um, but they do get a plus two. There's a 13. No. Couldn't imagine it would. Two on the dice. If the wide wounds were sufficiently super aggressive, maybe. Um, and then we come down to the hooves of thunder. Yep. And then it'll be the clockwork guys, because yep. you said everyone else has a ranged option. Yep. Cool. So the hooves of thunder also take a shot at the wide wounds, and roll considerably better, so I'll actually add that up. Aggressive 21. Cool. So that will hit and deal them some damage. Cool. Do they have sniper support? Uh, they do have sniper support, so yes, they want to activate that. Cool. If you have, um, uh, are they cavalry experts? They are cavalry experts. Cool. You can't use that against the white moons. Okay. You can't out. Um, your uh, your, your, your height on horses <laughs> is diminished by the fact that they are flying. That makes good sense. Um, so thus, you go down by two. But no, I um, don't, don't have that added on automatically because right. um, not everybody I'm fighting is a, um, is you know, because I don't want to take it out for cavalry guys. No, cool. I add it on rather than taking it off. So that's my question. Did you add it on in that role? No. Okay. So the 23 and then an extra and two. Sniper support. And then t- sniper cool. support. Cool. Done. And the clock. clockwork guys shoot someone. Clockwork men will open fire on your kobolds. That's it, ranged. Yep. So now we go to our first melee. Yep. Okay, and we begin with the stag runners. Yep. So the day, the morning dawns, and this is our morning combat. Yep. Okay, so the stag runners will take a swing at the Pytax regiment. Sure. Because their goal is to destroy some siege engines today. Yep. However, that is a shit. Um, now, are the Pytax Regiment mounted? They are not. Cool. Okay, so... Plus two for being mounted, plus two for aggressive, and plus one for the bar bonus gets them to 20. Which will miss because they're fighting defensively. Yep, and, you know, I rolled a three. Yep. Changing dice. Okay, so the stag runners miss, which I believe means they get no opportunity to try and break a siege engine, because I believe they have to hit for that. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Um, it seems a bit broken. Siege breaker, yeah. Um, 
Each time you damage an enemy army in melee, you may make a second or first check if that is successful. So you have to hit them first, and then then you get a potential shot shot at breaking their... uh, Which is fair enough, because, um, you know, they only have, like, three of those things. How many do they have? Three. Yeah. So, you know, it's a big deal if I hit one. Three units of siege engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up a lot of things. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think you mean they have three specific trebuchets, but they have three lots of them. Wow, so you can do that on a three. That's that's a problem for them. Yeah, that is my best army with, um, and I'm in aggressive at the moment. Cool, and it's the razors. Are they dirty fighters by any chance? The stag runners? No. No. Yes. yes. No, the kobolds are. Yeah. That's why I'm changing dice, because I'm hoping I've used up all my three rolling before I get up to the kobolds, because this is the kobolds' big round. So, the river raisers will basically try and sort of slip in past your defences, pull people down, knife them a bit, etc, etc, and they are going for um, big one, which is the runners still? Yeah, the runners. Uh, So, they are dirty fighters. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thirty-five. Will not do it. Okay. But it was very close. It was um, literally a case where the um, bard bonus was the crucial point of defense that I needed. Yep. Uh, The wyverns will go for people that are harrying them with bows. They roll a twenty, so they will hit. Yep. And so which of the two lots that are having... Bo- the bowmen. A couple of bowmen, sure. Alright. Uh, so, who they are in standard formation. So, that's 26, and whether it hits or not, they hit you. Yep, so they hit me. So, how much damage are they dealing? Uh, bing, bing, bing. This, this doesn't come up a lot. Yeah. Found their hit points. Right, so it deals a d4 damage at minimum. Cool. And yes, they would not be... They, they did so not two hit. points of damage to them. Cool. Alright, the bowmen um, get set on fire a bit. Uh, and the bowmen are now poisoned. Right. Do you want me to know It's probably worth just taking a wee note of that, because you know how this works, you've done it before. On the next round, they take a d6 of damage, regardless of what poison. else is happening. And then that's the poison out? Yes, yep. unless the wyverns hit them again. It's basically yeah, yeah. every round after they get hit, your army automatically takes a d6 that you can't defend against or soak because you've already been poisoned. Cool, yep, the bowmen take some damage and are poisoned. Yep. Uh, then... Then a Pytax regiment. The Pytaxian regiment... Uh, They will also attack the kobolds. Okay. Uh, that is a uh, 24, so it's not going to be even close. No. And I don't know when the, the siege engines go off on their turn or at the end of the round. Well, remember, all the fights, all the rounds that happen simultaneously, like, so... Yeah. What we'll probably do is I'll go back to their siege engines at the end. That makes sense because we get the defensive value for this round, yes. and then they reduce yeah. the siege. And likewise, and likewise, even engines. if you break their siege engines, they still use, use them. The, this the, round. That, that's right. 
Yes, which means I need to sort of, if I want them to not actually destroy my defences, I needed to hit them on the first few rounds, because they'll have the, um, it doesn't take very many rounds to level the defences. So, you're up, Bowman. On the other hand, I'm getting a lot of advantage for them initially. Alright, um, and the Bowman will shoot Wyverns. Yep. And, uh, good time to change dice, crit row, 20. Yep. Crit the Wyverns. So, what total does that give you? A very valid question. Thirty-one. Cool. And then you add an extra D four on top of that. Yeah, and another two because they have sniper support. Yep. Uh, which they have already dealt them this round. Uh, yes, because they hit, didn't they? Yes. yes. So, right. so they don't get an extra two. All right. So it's an extra one point of damage from the crit and nothing from the sniper support because they can only use it once. Cool. The wyverns look quite badly injured. Sweet. Kobolds. Kobolds will um hit the wyverns. Alright, um, it's a bonus 8 for Dirty Fighters. 6. 6, cool. Uh, 29 from the Kobolds. Wyverns. Cool. Uh, yep, they take some damage. Okay, and that's the Kobolds. And the Hoofs of Thunder um, will try and... Do the Wyverns look like they're imminent, imminently about to rout? Or On a really good hit? Yeah. Okay, I will... Um, yep, yeah, and I will keep trying to take them down. The Bards um, take a swing at the Kobolds. They don't get their mounted bonus, they don't get that bonus. And a uh, 29. To hit them? To hit them. Sure. They are quite badly injured. Okay. And that is the Hooves of Thunder, and it is the Clockwork guys. Uh, who will vainly endeavour to pick off the Kobolds. Yep. Uh, that is a 30, which I imagine will miss them clean. Uh, Yes. Yep. Uh, and uh, thirty-two of them. That is, they are mounted. Okay. Um, the kobolds are not. The kobolds are not mounted. Um, it does not matter, but it was worth checking. They're certainly um, not a million miles off. Okay. So. They do a thing at the start of the round before they make the 32. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We know um, we know what they're going to do when they roll. So what you see is the Clockwork Cavalry, they look like units sort of like first. Um, they have actual bows um, and weapons and Clockwork horses under them. And what puts the Cobalt Defenders off about them is that they are just incredibly implacable when they march into battle. They all ride in complete lockstep, so it sounds like thunder, because every horse's hoof hits at exactly the same time. So instead of the sound of normal horses, you get this tink, 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 repeatedly. 
and they just come in showing neither pain nor fear. Uh, and they are basically using it's the taunt tactic, but it's done as implacability um, to put the kobolds off. So the kobolds need to make a morale check at a difficulty of 19. Okay. The kobolds do not make this morale check. Uh, then they go to minus 2 um, dB and OM for the round. Okay, so um, let me... I don't believe that enables them to hit, but let me check, because as I say, they're close. Alright, so... It's now a grand total of 34, basically. Okay. If you don't take your penalties into account. Yep, alright. That's 18 plus 16, um, and they are aggressive, so that's minus 2, and they are scared, so that's another minus 2, and then they have a bard buff, so that's... So 33, did you say? Uh, 33 attack? Are, are you penalising them? Or uh, I, I, them I'm, I'm penalising my guys. So 32, then. Okay, the kobolds take take a little bit of damage. Cool. Uh, and they do not have sniper support. Cool. Okay. Okay. So... There, end of the round. Yep, and you get to use your siege engines. Yes, indeed. Uh, so three CG engines, so three D four function. Uh, so that's four, one, and one, so six. Cool. All right, that takes six. So it was sixteen, now ten. Yep. So they take a good chunk out of um, Elk's rest defenses. Yep. And I just need to check whether the Wyverns are out or not. So, uh, at the end of the round, they have been reduced to 25% of their total hit points, or equal to or less than SER. Uh, thus, their commander needs to make a difficulty 15 morale check, and if they fail, they flat, they route. Yep. They will roll another 20. Cool. They do not route. So they, they do may not choose, route. They may choose direction on their next round. Yep. It's at the end of the round, they either flee or not. Yeah. And then when they get to their round, they can flee again. Yeah, but it's a um, it's a decision that they're making. Did not panic. Okay, and we're into the afternoon's combat? Uh, no, in fact, we are not. Oh, okay. Because the battle rages on, wyvern blood stains the walls, your yep. armies are all completely, utterly unharmed. That's not true, is that they've taken some damage, the environment are poisoned. But even so, you've still got people getting hit and yeah, yeah. down and etc, etc. Et and, and, and my armies are only very nearly unharmed. Um, and then we cut to character scale, and you are Kaelin again. Okay, alright. Um, as, where is, where is Kaelin, rough-ish? In this, is he up on the battlements in a tactics room on the front line? Um, I think that Kalen would be fighting in the battle because, um, but because the battle is Valtrest and we get the defenses, he is actually, um, I would think on the walls of Elkthrest, on the walls of the castle, like holding off defenders and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because the theory is with the cast with the defenses of Elk's Rest that they're effectively besieging the um 
Very much so. Besieging the city. Yep. So he is actually um, leading the defenders and holding people off somewhere in the city itself. So I think on the city walls is a suitably dramatic position. Cool. And you was, this battle is sort of happening south-facing, because that's where Arvidi's guys are coming up. Yeah, from. so I would be on the south wall. But Kalen's on the south wall, and Arvidi's troops are just sort of pulling back from the latest sally. Everybody's gathering to see what's going to happen next. And a slightly out of breath uh, lieutenant from one of the armies comes running up to you, um, certainly not in a blind panic, but in an obvious hurry, and briefly clacks his chest and says, Sire, Lord Vaughan desires you immediately on the north wall. Some thinks someone else is here. Oh, bloody hell. And um, Kaelin will flat out run, even though that's, um, that's only so fast given he's wearing his plate, round to the north wall. Yep. And Van will Van is standing on the wall looking out at something. Is it a bloody gin army? It is a bloody gin army. A frite army, I should say. Van says, Kaylin, what do you make of this? And passes you the spyglass. So, you know, several fields across, out round the back of your kingdom. Uh, you see what's somewhere between 50 and 100 people of a sort. They look more like human beings than anything else. Unlike Javon, they are um, of basically flesh-coloured skin. They're Jan rather than Ifrit. Um, the Jan being the mooks of the genie world. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are these portals, is the best descriptor you'd make for them, in the air. Just sort of at least ten of them. And Jan is just kind of marching out of them, one after another. And when you move the spyglass around, you will indeed see Javon is there, at the head of what is rapidly forming up to be an army. Yep, and Kaelin will look through the spyglass, but only really to confirm his suspicions. Well, those buggers on the cell... South Wall are led by a bloke who um, wants uh, uh, wants my wife. I'm afraid these buggers on the North Wall are led by a bloke who wants your fiance. I they can have neither. I but I think that the problem here is that um, we chose two high quality women, and um, evidently we're, we're not the only ones who want them. Yeah, that that that's that's um. I, I have to say, I, I figured he'd come back, back sooner or later, but he's certainly picked an awkward bloody time. It's almost as if he might have known. <laughs> um, it would not be very hard with several fairly rudimentary magics to tell this battle was taking place. Well, also, you know, if you're plane shifting in, yeah. then you can pretty much show up when, it, you know, yeah. all you need to do is scry, establish that the battle is occurring, and you can show up. I mean, it's not yeah. like you have to walk your people from point A yeah. to point B. And, I mean, Caelan does not necessarily follow exactly what these portals are, but it's fairly obvious there's some sort of plane shifting device. Yeah. There's just people endlessly plane shifting in. Yeah. Um, 
So on an army scale, you can't actually just run out and attack them before they all come through effectively. Yeah. Um, because among other things, like with every minute that passes, at least another dozen Jan are turning up. Well, among other things, that'd be a tactic that was more appealing if we weren't already engaged in a battle for the city. Yeah. Because, you know, like, we're kind of saying our walls are still providing us with a bonus that we won't get if we go out and assail them out there. And then the same lieutenant comes running up from the other wall. He says, Sire, General Vance, the Clockwork King is waving a flag at Palais. Of course he bloody is. Alright. Well, I definitely want to see what he wants now. Yeah, Hiravini has doubtlessly seen these guys too. Yeah. Because he's got scouts and people around to tell him what the fuck's happening. Yeah, well, I don't know if the two of them have actually synchronised this or if Javon's just being an opportunist. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can you can ignore Hiravini if how, you so choose and how, focus on Javon. Hell no. Um, I definitely want to hear what he's got to say. Alright. Um, and I will not divide... If those buggers want to go, oblige them. If they just want to stand there and form up, let them. The, the more time we can buy, the better. I'll go see what I'll, I'll go see what Irvetti wants. So, uh, if Javon waves a Pali flag, tell him I'll be there as soon as I can. So Irvetti will pull his armies back from the walls in a very obvious, you know, yep. he's coming out to talk, and he and Koth come out, and you head out with somebody of your choosing. Michaela. Yep. And. Iravetti clanks over towards you, gives you a small nod, and he says, Kaelin, King of Stagthorn, it has presumably not escaped your notice that another, that another entity has entered our battlefield. Aye. Do you have any knowledge of who and what this thing is? They appear to be Jan. Aye, they're, um, led by a fellow named Javun. He's, um, Claims to have fathered several women in the River Kingdoms uh, um, several years ago, and um, he wants them back. Ravetti sort of watches you impassively. Are you prepared to negotiate with him? Nay. Of course you are not. Uh, he um, he tr- tried to um, fight me personally for them, uh, and then he ran away. Lane shifting. Now he's back. His army, conti- his army is con- his armies are continuing to grow. It would be wise to be ruled by, by your head instead of your heart here. If what he seeks is as simple as a few individuals, give them to him and avoid uh, and avoid a great deal of loss of life. I hear your thoughts. Would you be prepared to... I presume you wouldn't be prepared to postpone our little imbroglio for another day? He stops and thinks about this. Um, and will sort of actively turn um, says to you, I will, speak with, I will speak with my scouts. You may do the same. And you basically wave your arms yep. and get people out there. Yeah. Um, one of the very swift clockwork runners, the courier units, comes up to Rebetti and starts communicating information to him. Yeah. Um, 
Because the thing is that Uruvedi's not necessarily winning here. Yeah. On the other hand, he has the advantage that th- this may be a big advantage to him. It depends on which way he thinks it's best play. Which more or less um, fits with, with... And your scouts come over and tell you more or less exactly what his guys are telling you because they're around the same place yeah. looking at the same thing. Uh, you are approaching 2,000 Jan on the yep. battlefield at this point. Yeah. Um, and Uruvedi... Nods at this. If war has already reached the River Kingdoms from an external plane, then there is no need for you and I to fight today. I propose an alliance between yours and mine to defeat this external invader, at the conclusion of which, presuming that we are successful, I will withdraw my troops unharried for the duration of one month. Aye, absolutely. So what he's proposing is you're going to stop fighting each other and go fight them. And, you know, if you die, he will kind of just roll over yeah, your yeah. kingdom. If he dies, then yeah, likewise, likewise um, you know, he and all his armies, presuming that you successfully defeat the endless hordes of Jan, then he will basically... Um, then, uh, you you uh, are yeah. obliged to accept he's going to get his wounded and at his own pace move off. Hell yes. He will move back through your territory. You are not allowed to take attacks or yeah. opportunities against him. Um, he is not allowed to stop and burn down your villages. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't necessarily take this deal from anyone, but I'll absolutely take it from Aravetti. Uh, I would be honoured to drive out this, um, uh, this um, interloper with you. And I am happy to I, I am happy to accept this temporary truce. Then I will return to my then I will return to my armies. It would be best if we do not coordinate our efforts. I, I think it would be best to avoid misunderstandings and not coordinate our efforts side by side. I shall come from the east flank, you the west. Aye, the, the men will find it less confusing that way. <laughs> yeah, because it just it seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, we his, don't... his clockwork men could doubtlessly do it perfectly. The wyverns much less so. Yeah, yeah, and I think my boys might be inclined to get a little bit muddled, given that they were just being shot at. Um, so there. Are... <laughs> okay, let's just take a moment and go. Wow, that's awesome, sweetheart. That's just the most awesome thing I have ever ever run across. <laughs> And <laughs> oh man, Javon's going to so be sorry he got orders, out of bed this morning. Orders hastily go out to the commanders. Yeah. Um, uh, Pytex's army start like pulling back. Your guys start pulling back a bit, etc., etc. Um, and Javon out in the battlefield, his men are still coming. Yeah. Seems to expand and. What you are looking at is something that is so impossibly tall you could pretty much guess it's an illusory projection or a something of that nature. He effectively turns into a colossal sized creature to the point where he's kind of overlooking your walls. (laughs) Play King! I have come for what is mine. You will see this time I have bought a great many of the endlessly disposable Jan of the city of Brass. They serve the house of Javul and Javon, and they will destroy your city if you do not give me exactly what I want. I will raise only a part of it if you surrender now. 
And he smir- his giant illusory form smirks confidently. And presumably this is not then followed by you opening the gates and sending out... Uh, what he'd asked for the first time was basically he doesn't actually know who he's looking for, so he just wants all the women and children that qualify under his standards... Which, in all fairness, are not that many. He's looking for, like, 10th level plus characters. Yeah, so he's basically... substantive power. Because he, and he knows he's looking... He wants all the women with children yes. and the children. Yes. So he's looking for Bryn... Bryn, Sp- Svetlana... All of your children. Yeah, Tobias, Brandon, Brandon, Micah. Yeah, I don't see this happening, but as the GM, I'm obliged to offer you the option. Yeah, 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 no, oddly enough, I I choose not to cow down before his terrifying military might. I wasn't going to anyway, but boy, am I not going to with Irvedi in my corner. Um, So... The downside to allying with Irabeti here is that you will probably have to ride out to fight these guys, i.e. away from your defensive formations. Right, yeah. Because other, the other alternative... You've got two alternatives here. You can let Irabeti enter your city and use your defensive formations, or you can fight with him outside them and deny yeah. both of you them. Both of which have their obvious ups and downsides. Uh, what he is not prepared to do is go out and be the guy who gets massacred fighting for, for them in the fleeting, first several rounds while you hide behind your, your walls. For my fleeting tactical advantage, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm... It feels... I don't personally believe that Iraveti would take this opportunity to take Elk's rest. I believe in his honour that much. But it does seem like something that would freak my citizenry out to the point that it would cause any number of problems. Yeah. So I think, yeah, no, I... I'll take the extra four armies in exchange for losing the remaining plus ten defense bonus that Elthrest has to offer. But that does mean that my boys are going to have to, because they can't just change massively, they're going to have to fight at standard because they can't shift gears that fast. Hmm. Yeah, you were still in the same gears you were in previously. So I'm now in aggressive, but it'll be a new round. You can drop drop to standard, you can um, drop further with a morale check. Yeah. And if you fail the morale check, you don't go anywhere. And I've also got um, a couple of them have um, various duck and run style tactics, which I um, believe I can use instead, but I'll need to check those with you. Yeah. Uh, But that's right. Um, But yes, I will take that trade and... We, we, given that these guys are spreading all over the plains and Irovetti's boys are out there, yeah. we'll go out and fight yeah. them out yeah. there. I mean, you are still leaving people manning the walls. Yeah, obviously we're not leaving Elkrest undefended, um, but we're not getting it. Not enough of the armies are behind them to get the defensive bonus. Irovetti is leaving, you know, several of his wounded behind. Among other things, it becomes rapidly obvious the army of white, the badly damaged army of white wounds are not coming with you. Yeah, I figured. The other downside with allying with the Riveti is the river raisers plan. Yeah, the river raisers will not be able to pull off what they originally had in mind. Yeah, and I can't coordinate yeah, with because them because now Riveti's eyes are on them. Yeah. So, th- on the other hand, they know what the plan was. Yeah. So I'm going to trust that they can work out what they should do in this circumstance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, Irovetti has now doubtlessly ordered them, complete, given them completely different orders. Yeah. I don't break off and go kill Lakeview. Fight these guys. Yeah, so there's no way that they can um, 
surreptitiously... I don't think there's any way that they can surreptitiously break off under these circumstances, so we'll have to bat- abandon that plan for now. But I can't clear that with them, because I can't go yep. and have a private conversation. Yep. Excuse me, I just need to talk to one of your army commanders about our secret betray you plans. Yep. Yep. It's it probably is, pushing a revetti a little bit too far. all gone. All your plans have gone after the gurgler with a third army entering. Yeah, yeah, but on the other hand, you know... Irovetti could easily have taken this as an opportunity to take me down instead of... Because I have to fight both. I have to fight all of them. So you go off start gathering your people. Yep. Among other things, um, you and Michaela get a sense motive check here because there is a piece of information available to you. Negotiating with Irovetti, who is surprisingly open about this. Cool, Mikhail will hit this anyway, whether you do or not. Cool, that's great, because I don't know where Kaelin's character sheet is. That's fine. <laughs> ah, here it is. Yeah, I, I don't make it. I probably don't make it, but she does. Um, so, after you have concluded negotiations with the Clockwork King, you head back, you start organising shit, and Michaela leans over to you, and she says, I don't I don't see any. I don't see any sign in Nerevetti of collusion between him and Javun's forces. I think more likely Javun has taken advantage of the opportunity to strike at us when we're weak. I don't know that he was counting on the Clockwork King changing sides against him, so much as either sitting out in battle or working with him. I will just give us to show how unwise it is to um, bank all your um, uh, put all your chips on the one bed, as it were. I got something very strange from Rivetti. He said that there was no need for you there was no need for Staghorn and Pytax to go to war today if there was another foe to fight. He it's almost like he doesn't want to make war on us, but he thinks he needs to, or at least he needs to make war on somebody. You mean he has to be at war with someone? I don't know. All all I could take away was that he seemed uh, satisfied that his his objectives would be achieved by fighting Javon's army instead of yours. I wonder if he's got some kind of pact or something like that that he has to be at war. Perhaps. We've made similar deals with the... We could have made similar deals with the Church of Gorham and the Rivetti is a man who keeps his word. I I hadn't thought I was thinking something more like a fake contract or like I guess any number of things. I mean, he's must have traded something. We know he's not whatever he is. We know he's not one hundred percent regular human. And that he used to be. He must have traded something for, for something. He and he must have advantages like possibly not being able to eat or sleep, yeah. needing to eat or sleep, or be afraid or what have you. Perhaps this is part of the price. Perhaps he has to go to war with someone. I I think he must genuinely want the things he's asked me for. They all make sense from his perspective. Yes. Um. What? Well, yeah. It's. But perhaps yeah, this, it's not this a will, good. This will satisfy some of his tactical objectives, not all of them. But perhaps it, he wasn't entirely disappointed when he asked me for things that he knew I'd turn down, so that I'd go to war with him. Mm. Perhaps he he needs to be it. We'll yeah. have to do some research on this, but. Let's focus on yeah, the giant yeah. army of Jean now. So, so mm-hmm. her assessment is basically, um, you, you're all pretty sure Erevi genuinely wants Bren first and Gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah, because we um, know 
we, we have an understanding of why he wants those things. Yeah. Not a complete understanding, yeah. but they yeah. all make sense from his... They're, they're not arbitrary. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't just as well have asked for Tristram my adamantine sword and, you know, yeah. Corwin's head or something. He also wants to go to war with somebody. Yeah. As what might be a related goal or might be an entirely separate goal. Because, like, thinking back over the history, like... Um, Drelev started a war with him. Yeah. And Grolton was at war with him. Yeah. So over that period, over the sort of the history of how long Stagthorn's been around, he's been at war for someone for most of that time, yeah? Uh, so, um, his father basically was the founder of the kingdom that's yeah. now Pytax. It was substantively smaller. Iriveti took over and, um, was fantastic at it, basically, and Pytax expanded rapidly. And then at some point, for whatever reason, he just flat out stopped. Yeah. Um, he has been at war a couple of times since then, including with Drelev and Grolton. Um, he has never started one. Until us. He finishes them. Yeah. But he doesn't start them. This is the first one he has started. Yeah. But I wonder if it's something like he's been at peace for long enough that and nobody declared war on him? Mm. Or, of um... I want to try and do some research on yeah, that point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the most Michaela can give you from sense motive. She yeah. can tell you what he is thinking, the why you can spit for but, 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 um, endlessly. I'd like to look at the pattern of wars that Pytax has had yeah. since Zerovetti took the throne. Yeah. And the ones he's had recently, and see if we and talk to Tristram and see if we can come up with anything. But you know, a giant Jan army is materializing on the plains of the Northern Plains, so yeah. we'll deal with that now. Yeah. So your armies sort of come round and gather yeah. on the battlefield and that sort of thing, and you and Iriveti and the various commanders are sort of coming in to talk to each other and plan strategy and that sort of thing. Iriveti also has his spyglass up and people are watching what the Jan are doing, and they're still coming from yeah. the elemental planes. My understanding of the city of Brass is that its population is over one billion. It is, po- it is entirely possible their numbers will simply dwarf us. We have no way of preventing them bringing in as many reinforcements as Javon has under his under his sway. That's a troubling prospect. We will simply have to fight and continue to fight until either he achieves his goal or he runs out of men. On the other hand, we'll have to see how prepared his boys really are to die for this cause. And he sort of thinks, everybody thinks for a moment. You can't literally hear the gears grinding in his head, but he is thinking. Um, and he is sort of very obviously, like, he has no desire to die here yeah. to fighting these guys, but he would much rather fight them here and now. And particularly from a tactical point of view, fight them while you can when you've got the other armies allied with you instead of just fucking off back to Pytax and yeah. hoping they don't roll over your kingdom as well. Yeah, well, I mean, among other things, if Javorton's showing, showing his willingness to play and gate in and take over a kingdom, yeah. there's no reason he couldn't do the same thing to Pytax later. Everybody says, the river, king, the river kingdoms and the kingdom of Pytax is mine. I will protect what is mine from all invaders, including those from other planes. I, and, um, you would have, um, you would have fought Vordekai if he'd come as far as Pytax. Whatever our, whatever differences we of the River Kingdoms have between us, 
these lands are ours. The lich was a threat to us all. This Javun appears to be the same. Then to, to battle together, then, against the endless hordes. He will put a hand out, clasp it, and gives you a hard handshake. Uh, Villamore Koth, who's sort of hanging around the background, just kind of glares at you for his part. Yeah. Um, and Iroveti begins to move off slightly, and you can see Javun appears to be sitting out in front of his, um, of his armies. He is sitting on a footstool that is made up of either people or Jan. It's kind of hard to tell the difference here. He's got people like bent over, and he's kind of sitting on one with his feet up on the other one. Looking quite content. Um, oh, that was the other thing that everybody was going to say to you. I knew there was something. Um, do you have any method of preventing? His, do you have any method of preventing his escape if things go well for us? Blocking his planar shifting. Uh, not at present. I meant to. Um, I meant to buy something like that, but I hadn't gotten gotten it organised. This is not a foe I came prepared. To, this is not the type of foe I came prepared to face today. If he loses, it is entirely possible he will personally leave the battlefield and attempt this again another day. If he tries it again, I will um, ensure I have that kind of resource at my disposal, but I'm afraid I don't have it right now. As will I. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, um, Lakeview is the... If we were doing this in Lakeview, I'd declare that I do have a magic shop there, yes. but I don't have a magic shop in Alcatraz. Yes. Yeah, on the other hand, it's quite hard to stop him playing our shifting out. Yeah, I was going and certainly to, at this scale. I was going to buy um, Michaela a scroll of dimensional Digital, anchor. Yeah, dimensional anchor, yeah. Yeah, but I haven't, so I can't have. In hindsight, that's obviously what I should have done. And, and but I focused at forbiddens to prevent the um, prevent him teleporting in and nicking off with the kids. At about this point, um, you hear a familiar voice in the back of your head, Kaylin. Kaelin, Kaelin, Titania, not with anywhere near the overwhelming urgency that she came when um, there was a breach at um, Vordekai's tomb. Yeah. More just like she's interested, curious by what is happening here. Cool. Um, Kaelin will duck into a private um, room for a moment. I'm kind of assuming, given we're on army time, that yeah, I can take very, a moment. Very much so. Like, particularly because Kaelin... The, the is... round's battle will take four and a half hours. Yeah. So, so Kaelin ducks into a private room so that he can, you know, talk to himself yeah, command, without people. Command tent type thing. Yeah, yeah so I can talk to him, talk, talk to himself without pe- people, um, and sum- summons her because he yep. wants to talk to her out here, not yep. go to her in there. And Titania apparently steps through the yep. uh, tent flaps, and she says, "Something is amiss. Something that breaches the peace." Aye, there's a um, Javun. I don't know if you saw him because I would have had the amulet yeah. on. She she shakes her head. I I struggle to follow. What is happening here? I know the Clockwork King's armies advanced upon your city, but then it becomes a matter of war. And she sort of shakes her head, looking lost. And um, this is very much in keeping with what else you've seen of her. Like, there are certain emotions that she can't push herself to. There are certain things, immutable laws she is bound by, things that she can't do. Uh, she has no grasp of soldiering or tactics or anything of the kind whatsoever, insofar as you can tell. 
and the impression you're taking away here is she actually can't see what's happening here. Your amulet isn't working because you are in the middle of a pitched battle. Makes sense. And that's a thing of, of war. It's yeah, yeah, and, she, war. and her nature is opposed to war. Yeah, so what she is probably getting is kind of, there's a confusing mass of people running in and bashing each other, and I... All the and, specifics are lost. There is a battle of some sort. And, Juv- and what Juvon's doing is another warfare thing. So. Yeah, but she's clearly sensed something. Or yeah. Among other things, he is entering from another plane of existence altogether. Yeah. Um, so she's, what is, what is happening here? Juvon, he's a powerful Ifrite. He claims to have fathered woman on this plane um, years ago, and he returned to claim them. I told him no, and um, we had a bit of a disagreement about it, and um, Bryn and I beat him soundly, and he ran away. And now he's returned with a large army. Ifrite, Jan, they did not exist when I was more than I am now. But they are not of this world, are they? They are from elemental plains and cities of metal and coldness. The city of brass. Aye, they're um, gating in. It's a. Uh, there's lots of them coming. Is there any way you could stop that from happening? Wait, she says, and sort of holds a hand up and takes several long, slow, deep breaths. She's not thinking. She's clearly sort of reaching out and trying to assess what's happening. A bunch of things, and then her head comes up. They are not mortal, she says, and turns and just walks out of the tent. Yeah. Uh, and Caelan can follow her. Yeah, oh hell yes. Um, uh, Caelan would have followed her to what? Caelan would have followed her to the other um, one if it hadn't been um, three a single day's hard riding away. And at this point, it's very obvious that other people can see her. Everybody's yeah. not standing right out here. He's, you know. Two kilometers that away, but he's yeah. going to either see this or become aware of it. Yeah, that's fine. I, 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 I think um, I, I think Irovetti, you know, she clearly can't stop Irovetti, but you know, this isn't Irovetti. No, because that's a mortal concern. Yeah. Um, and she steps out and makes some gestures, casts something, and what's clearly an illusory sort of flickering image of Javon appears in front of you at regular human size. Yeah. And it says, you should not be here, immortal. What is this? You bring more women to me? Is This cannot be what I am seeking. This is not human. Nay, she's not human. She's a bit more than that. A wise man would listen to what she has to say. I will but not, I know, but I know well you ain't one. I will not be placated by a pretty pair of legs. I have the wealth and power to have that whenever I desire. I will bring Jan upon Jan here, endlessly until your city is raised. No, you will not bring war to my river kingdoms. They are here now, and this is a mortal matter. But with your permission. Caelan Peacebringer, King of Stagthorn, I will secure peace on the in these lands by whatever means I can. And Caelan will look at Javor uh, in a thoughtful um, manner and then it give him the big shit-eating fangy grin. 
and then he will nod respectfully to, to Tanya. You have my permission, as I am king here. Again, as you've seen with, like, Tristan, I think, has explained this to you, the king yeah. of the land. She yeah. can't just unilaterally do as she pleases here. Yeah. She needs you to allow yeah. it. Yeah. And because you speak for the people and you speak for the land, you allow yeah. that on behalf of them. Yeah. And and I, 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 I've thought about this decision, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with this, whatever this takes. This is not your place to be, Ifrite. I cannot stop what has come, but I can stop what comes next. No more of this. And she closes her eyes, claps her hands together, and there is a soft sort of boom and this flickering feeling of magic that goes out and surges through everything. And the portals that the Jan are walking through suddenly go voop and shut. And Javon sort of glances off to the side, the image you're looking at sees what's happening, and looks back at you. A powerful ally indeed. I will deal with this another day. Snaps his fingers. Looks around. Snaps his fingers again. Looks panicked, then disappears from the image altogether. And Titania sags heavily, and she... Uh, Caleb will reach out a hand to her, but tentatively. There were over 20,000 on the other side. It is what I can do. Those who are here are now here, a mortal concern. But no more will come, and none will leave. Again, I owe you a great debt, my lady. Thank you. And Caelan will formally bow to her. As always, Caelan, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And she will shimmer and vanish out. And Tristan comes running up a few moments later. He says, Oh, Caelan, did you feel that? It felt like a large-scale dimensional lock was just cast over the area. Yeah, that, um... Titania, Titania didn't like the whole Jan bring water to the River Kingdoms thing. And I think Javon's learned an important lesson, which may not actually last him very long, about how he's not the greatest power in the um, in these lands. And Irovetti, who has also realised yeah. something has happened, approaches again. A dimensional rock, the Queen of Forgotten Times doing. And Gail will look impressed, and then I... You are a fool to rely on such allies. You let your heart rule your head. The Fae are beautiful, but they cannot be trusted. I. She said the same thing about you. I am certain that she did. And there is this undercurrent of growl in there. Iruvedi is not a guy who gets pissed easily. In fact... Almost like Titania herself, you're not sure he's even all that capable of it anymore. And it's, it's, you get exactly the same thing of him again. This is him at, as murderously angry as he ever gets. Yeah. I know that I can trust you to keep your given word, no matter what. Let us this, Aye. And he will march back to his armies. And 
Now everything has stopped coming through. Yep. There are 2,000 Jan on the field, two gigantuan armies. Yep. Um, you... So not one colossal army, two no, gigantuan... two gigantuan armies. Okay. Um, one of them look... Um, one of them looks more threadbare than the other. Yep. Um, they are Jan armed with less, a more of an assortment of random weapons and things like that. The other army looks more polished, so he's basically got an army and a militia of people. Yep. Uh, so, Jan army and Jan militia into the battlefield. Yep. <laughs> and then we've got the Battle of Ten Armies. The Battle of Ten Armies. <laughs> Do you want to continue on with this? Yeah, I think so. It's only 9.30 at this point. Sure. I don't necessarily think we'll win this battle, but we can, you know, potentially go round by round and then use the initiative tracker to keep on where we're up to. The, um, the raids were hot garbage. Cool. So. I think that I, I don't have much trouble believing this is more exciting because this is freaking awesome. I love battling. I, I love enemies battling as allies. It's 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 so awesome. I know. Um, you don't have to put it in just because I think it's awesome, you know. And and yeah, um, Javon. I, I presumably it's reasonably obvious to you, the player, what was happening there. Like Javon did the same thing he did the last time. He looks at this and goes, "Ah, this isn't to my per. You know, the thing isn't perfect anymore. Cool. Plane shift. I'll come back another day. Yeah, it's plane shift." Plane ship. Plane ship. Ah, fuck. Yeah. Ah, fuck. <laughs> so, um, do I get to have a personal battle with him um, while um, the armies clash? Is that uh, how that works? So, what happens here is armies charge into each other and clash and the battle begins and we will be doing an army battle. Um, uh, probably not simultaneous yeah. after that, but I think probably army, uh, battle, no, well, army battle first, because it's going to be the quickest and easiest one, Yeah, and uh, then... in terms of what we're doing at the table. Simultaneously yeah. with that, Kalen himself is running into the thick of the battlefield, killing a bunch of miscellaneous army jam, yeah. um, and then fighting Javun, who was awesome. the person... Who, now that his back is against the wall, will personally take the field, of being course. the most powerful of his people. Yeah, and Kalen will... You know, because it's the traditional, you know, very powerful NPC thing. Yeah. I'll fight him personally so he doesn't lay waste yep. to my army. Yep. Um, so, can I get a party select screen here? Can I have Castruccio or Avetti, or...? In, in fact, everyone is greyed out except the clockwork. Awesome! Hell yes! Yeah, but I think that's going to be a... That's probably going to yep. be a session just yep. like having so, that battle. So it is indeed going to be an army combat... With Pytex's armies teaming up with your armies against the Jan. Yep. And um, then Kaelin and Aravetti and and fight Javon. Awesome. So yeah. Here we are. Yes. Uh, and we basically go um, into initiative again. Yeah. Uh, and at this point effectively... Um, you are stuck in the same positions you were in, but because a new army is entering the battlefield, you get a range round again against them and all that sort of thing. Cool, okay. So your range round and your dirty fighters and things all pick off again, presuming that you aim them at the Jan instead yep. of Rivetti. Yes, which of course I am doing. Yeah, and the same, of course, applies to his people. Yeah. Um, so... So we start by re-rolling initiative for yes, everyone? Yes, because we're now actually in round two of yep. army combat. It's just the shape of the battlefield has changed dramatically between hither and thither. Yeah. Clockwork man to lose. 
So the um, it's morale, isn't it? Yes. Sorry, um, Cobalt defenders get six. Yep. They they feel a little bit just a smidgen on the this this. <laughs> what this, the fuck is happening here? Yeah, the, the, this is a very large battlefield. Uh, the stag runners get a twenty-one. Yep. They personally believe they're the best army in, uh, uh, on the field. Yep. They've got a freaking paladin leading them. The Avenging Bowmen get a 19. They've got uh, their confidences in their awesome badass Daggermark General. Yep. Uh, Hooves of Thunder gets a 4. Their confidences in their awesome badass General who they didn't bring. <laughs> yep. And that's my 4, guys. Okay, so the Wyverns step out entirely. Yeah, because um, Javon can't stop them because they're leaving because they're on the other side of the battlefield and I'm not stopping them leaving because that's and, my agreement. And in truth, he has no interest in stopping them. Yeah. They're not um, the people he's come to fight. Like, yeah. if everybody was prepared to just let him fight you, yeah. then Javon would be quite happy to do it. Yeah. I mean, he might turn around and smack everybody anyway because he's an arrogant piece of shit. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no doubt if Aravetti had, you know, Aravetti didn't even bother to try negotiating, he just went straight to screw you, ooh, happy. But if he had tried to negotiate, no doubt Jimon yeah. would have told them that no, he couldn't possibly fact, take him. In fact, Aravetti has not made the slightest effort to parlay with this guy, find out who he is, what he wants, and even the sort. He takes Kalen's word for it because some, like, it's fairly obvious he's in a free energy, yeah. and Aravetti is clearly bright enough to at least have some knowledge of the planes, if yeah. not extensive amounts. Mm. Um... But he shows no interest in parlaying with him whatsoever. And again, it's that he wants this fight. Yeah. He wants to go to war. Uh, so, that is Raiders on Eleven, the uh, Pythaxian Regiment. Lord, I'm glad he didn't get the um, the um, uh, magic sword of... Um, um, the, was it the War to End All Wars? Orvenbane, the Orvin enemy of all enemies. Enemy, enemy of all enemies. That w- that would really have been a kingdom of Pytax that would just take over the whole river kingdom. Uh, so, nice. And the clockwork men go last automatically. Uh, so, the, the Jan militia are on sixteen, and the Jan army are on twenty-nine. Oh, very nice. Because Javon has. Supernatural amounts of charisma. Uh, yeah. And he is the commanding that army. Yeah. There's presumably Jan Bob who is commanding the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, those are clearly the poor sad sods. I mean, it's still a thousand Jan. Yeah. So. Alright, and let's roll through the afternoon. Yep, so the clockwork men stay at standard. Oh, yes, tactics. Yes, okay, so going up. Yep, the Hooves of Thunder are currently at aggressive. They yep. can shift to standard, or they can make a um, morale check of some difficulty to go further. They shift to standard. Cool. Kobolds? Uh, have cautious combat. Yep. Um, can they... How does how does that work with their tactics? Uh, so they can just apply that on top of whatever else they're getting. Cool. Um, they take a minus one to offense and a plus two... Um, Cautious combat's the one about morale, isn't it? 
uh, I've got plus one, minus one offense, plus two DV. Possible, I wrote, that's the one I, I was thinking of, the minor defensive one, I may have written down the wrong name. Yeah, a defensive wall is the one you're thinking of, where you fight defensively. Okay, sorry, so I'll switch it for Cautious this. combat is you fight cautiously to maintain your morale. Okay, sorry, so um, I'll, I'll rewrite it to um, defensive wall. They're similar, but... Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, and um, yeah, they're going, to, they're going to shift to standard and activate their um, defensive wall. Yep. So they go down minus one AOM and up two DV, and yeah. that's completely independent of their tactic. They can yeah. then use their, their that's completely independent of their strategy. Sorry. Yeah. So um, they will break that out. Yep. Standard. So are they staying sta- going standard. They're going standard. Uh, the river raisers will go to aggressive. Oh, vicious. Um, they're dirty fighters, they want to hit the first, oh, first round. round. Yeah. The kobolds want to not get killed, they're designed to do their fighting uh, behind high walls. The Patexian Regiment will also go aggressive, because they're uh, all the same reason, they're also dirty fighters. Right, yep. Uh, the Jan Militia, who are looking a bit intimidated by this, will go defensive. Yep. Uh, the Boatmen? Uh, will go standard. Yep. They were all looking forward to another uh, another afternoon of standing behind walls that haven't yet been knocked down. They're feeling a little tense. Well, let's go standard. Uh, yes, they will. And they will not currently activate their extreme defensive power hold the line, but they're certainly thinking about it. They'll see who, because it's very possible that it's the biggest group of humans on the battlefield, the uh, biggest group of Kalen's humans on the battlefield, Javon's uh, guys will go straight for them. Javon is confident, so he will go to aggressive. Cool. Okay. And starting down... Yes, it is. So, um... At the top of the round, I'm going to suggest that the bowmen take their poison damage because nothing yep. else happens yep. th- yep. that will happen yeah, regardless. That, yeah. So, shall I just roll a d6? Yeah, roll d6. They take that much damage, mostly. Cool. So they take a point of damage. Minor poison, um, and uh, no longer poison because the white men are going to stop spitting on them at this point. The clockwork cavalry's implacable foe thing explicitly goes off at the start of the round because it then applies to um, everyone. Sweet. When you're in multiple. Things, so they... Every enemy, right? Not just every person? Yes. Sweet. But, um, or, no, um, they apply it to an army. Right. They intimidate them with their implacable foreigners. Yeah. And then that army takes minus 2 OM and DV against everyone. Right, around, yes. Which is relevant if you're in a multi-army combat. Yeah. Um, given that, um, Javon's ridiculous levels of, um, charisma and morale, they're going to aim it at the, the militia. The militia instead. Yeah. Uh, militia make a morale check, difficulty of 19, which they will fail. Cool. So, they are at minus 2 to both stats, OM and DV. Sweet. Uh, and that is that. Ha <laughs> uh. I was realizing that it hasn't come up with you at all. The Clockwork Cavalry have Spellbreaker. Uh, they yep. get bonuses against Spellcaster armies. Oh, these guys are Spellcaster armies? Yes. All Jan have innate Spellcasting abilities that right. make up at least a moderate element of their power. Okay. Alright. 
Time to give somebody to get some guys spell breaker. Um, so, for very obvious reasons, they cannot plane shift anymore, but they can still do their sort of other tricks, and the Jan army has Jan army powers, unsurprisingly. Yep. Uh, so they're the first ones up. Yep. So who are they going to go and murder? Um, so, of that lot... The centaurs are pretty clearly the people that are not the ones that Javon is looking for. So he's yeah. not inadvertently going to knock off his own kid, killing yeah. them because they're centaurs. Yeah. So he's going to go kill him some centaurs. That's, yep. Very logical move. Um, has this, he's the first round. Uh, get ugly. The Jan army. Ford! 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 The giant army begins charging the centaurs, and as they do so, they disappear. Ah! As the entire army flickers in and out of invisibility. Nasty. Uh, and then they roll to hit. Oh, we do ranged round first, sorry. Yes. Uh, they do not have ranged weapons of any kind. Cool. Alright, the stag runners don't either, but the bowmen of course do. Yep. So the bowmen will take a shot at them. Yep. Uh, the invisibility, they get their invisibility against this, because they start by doing that at the start of the round, much like the taunting. Makes sense. Okay, so... Plus 8, 16, 16 and no other bonuses. Uh, I presume 17 won't hit. No. Cool. Um, oh, sorry, I should have, um, they're shooting the militia. Yep. Um. Oh, the militia? Uh, they are not going invisible, so that w- 17 will hit them. Okay. Because uh, there's two armies of equal yep. size, so we might as well knock off the sissies, is the theory. Yeah. Um, Very little damage, but they will hit um, them. And um, they will activate sniper support at this point and yep. add plus two to that, so they have used their sniper support. Yep. Um, Hooves of Thunder... Uh, let's see, sorry, so going down the list. So do the Pytax Regiment want to activate their um bows? Yes indeed they do. Cool. Yeah, no reason no compelling reason not to. And I'll do the um the razors as well. So that's gonna be all sorts of fucking ugly. Uh, so they're both on aggressive, so that is twenty Uh, so both of them are going to aim for the um, the big army of Jan. Yeah, the, the the army rather than the militia. The army. Yeah. And they let fly with a string of crossbow bolts and things uh, at a... Where are we here? Um, sorry, I've just lost track of what I was doing. Uh, at a 26, the Pytaxian regiment do not hit them. Yeah. Uh, at a 29, the River Raiders do. Yep. And okay, so that's relevant information. Uh, by more, actually, because they're still using guerrilla tactics. This is still a forest hex. Yep. So, hit, hit, hit. So, then they get sniper support as well, and deal them extra damage. Yep, so those, both, both armies take a bit. Yep. Um, the, um, kobolds don't have bows. Yep. And the hooves of thunder will take a shot definitely at the militia. Yep. Because they want the nice easy target, and they will flat miss. Yep. It's quite hard to hit a bunch of people who are disappearing into invisibility as they charge with you. Yep. Uh, and so, 
And now they get yep. to roll now out. Now the Jan army will attack at your Hoons of Thunder. Well, that's a relief because um, it's certainly... uh, their invisibility gives them a horribly high bonus to DV and OM. Yeah. Okay, so that is um, and the centaurs take some damage, and the centaurs take some damage. Yep. It's certainly not as bad as it could have been, but yep. um, they do get a bit cut. Uh, I'm sure this is probably irrelevant to you, but they um, both their armies qualify as having fire as a thing that they do, like if you have troll regeneration or whatever. Yeah, um, that's irrelevant to me. Um, is it relevant that I have alchemical supplies? Is there any... No. De- cool, there's no DR in, in play for them? No, they yeah. are um, reliant on other tricks. Yep, okay, and the Hooves of Thunder get a bit hurt. Yep. But happily it wasn't the super... I, I have a feeling these guys are the sort of, you know, they roll the 20 and they go the Hooves of Thunder, but fortunately they didn't. Uh, certainly with their... Um, with their invisibility up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as Tristan can tell you, they have a, a host of various spell-like abilities that only come in limited numbers. Yeah. But so they can do invisibility three times a day. As an army, they don't get that. As an yeah. army, they get a different... Yeah, but they, they can't do that indefinitely. Yeah, they, they are not just permanently invisible. Cool, good to know. Okay. Um, all right. Um... And um, it is the stag runners, yes indeed, who will take a shot at the big army. Yep. Because um, I'm going to pit the guys with the good good modifiers against the big army, and the yep. guys who aren't that great at hitting things against the small army. You will. So stag. However, I may be forced to change dice because that's probably my ultimate error. Oh, do they have horses? No, they most definitely do not. Good for them. Uh, they don't even have chairs, they have people that kneel down. Yeah, that's a 24 to hit the um, big army. Again, you find it really hard to target them while they're invisible. Yep, do not quite make it on that. Yep. It was a poor roll. Cool, Sagrunners miss. Yep, so their invisibility is lending them hofty bonuses, but it's one of those one round things. Yeah, yeah. So the Avenging Bowman um, will also take a shot at the big guys. Yep. Ooh, and actually roll well. That may not be enough, but certainly a good start. That course will not have horses, but they do have bards, at least for this round. Uh, and, uh, and alas, that's a 24 again. Yep. So both of them miss off, glance off the invisibility. Yep, yep. And it is the Jan Militias go. Okay, Jan Militia are looking for someone that is suitably small that they can kill. Um, if they're looking for the smaller armies, the kobolds and the centaurs are the littlest ones. Yeah, no, they have to be seen to engage um, people. So what have we got in size? The runners are gargantuan? Uh, uh, the um, runners are gargantuan, the bowmen are gargantuan, and the kobolds and the hooves of thunder are both huge. Cool. So... Uh, that's right. The Pythaxian Regiment are going to get you in the Razors and the uh, Clockwork Cavalry are both huge. Yeah. Um, so that basically gives them four targets. One, two, three, four, 
to Italy, so one of your horse. And they will go for the kobolds as the people that look like... Um, the, the smallest targets. Well, they, they have to engage a big enough group yeah. that they look like they're doing something for Javun so they don't get in grief with him. But they also don't want to charge the biggest guys on the field and die horribly because, yeah. uh, as has come up, they're all... Uh, they're ageless, but they die. So if yeah. you stab them, they're gone. Uh, so charge, kobolds, kill. Yeah. They're not invisible. Uh, nonetheless, we roll a 23. Uh, that's not good. Um, so what can you bring to the table, boys? So you have a plus two bonus because of your step, because of your cautious combat, which is very nice right about now. And you have a plus one bonus because you have seen to the strength. 23, you say? Yep. And the kobolds are very slightly hurt. Yep. As they are nearly defensive enough. Alright. Then the Pythaxian Regiment. Yes. We'll endeavour to assault the biggest guys here. That's the spirit. Of their aggressive, dirty fighting, snipers falling, etc., etc., etc. That will bring them. Uh, with the dirty fighters, that brings them to just enough to deal a very small amount of damage, yep. which triggers off their sniper support. Excellent. That's the spirit. And then it is the river raisers, who yep. more or less do exactly the same trick. already triggered off their sniper support as they hit them in a range round. Uh, so Jesus. The river race is just fucking murder. Yeah. Um, you watch Marlin's tactic as they rush in, seemingly meeting this charge head on. Yeah. And then they just... the. The charge seems to just collapse, and the river raises, looking like a motley band, scatter all over the show, fleeing and routing. Go round, then come together and sneak attack them at the back. <laughs> uh, dirty fighters along, that is. 32. Good stuff, boys. And they rip into the army of Jan, <laughs> invisible or no. Awesome. And blood sprays out across the air. And then several things go thump, and then several minutes later appear, visible, lying dead on the ground. Well, she did say I didn't want to fight the river raisers. I'm seeing it now. I can't remember what happens when they die. I think I think you just get corpses. Yeah, that makes sense. Their Jan are more human than they're not. Yeah, the weak elemental genies. Uh, So, biddy biddy biddy. That's the river raisers melee round. Cobalt melee round. Cool, alright. Well, the, the kobolds are as brothers to the Jan militias, and the, as a small army of small people, they don't want to fight the biggest guys on the field, and yep. that pretty much leaves the Jan militia. Yep, they look intimidated. Yep, dirty fighters or not, they are going to go for the small target. They're going to roll well, which is going to be very nice. Yeah, it's hard to argue with, they, you don't want to go for the invisible guys, Yeah, you can help them. Yeah. Alright, so they get a plus eight, and then a plus six, and then the cautious combat negates the bard thing. Uh, and they get a 28 to hit the Jan Militia. The Kobolds only have one round of being able to actually hit people, then yeah. they're going to be totally ineffective. But it's a good round. <laughs> and the Kobold army has never dam- I don't think has ever damaged anyone except in the first round, but they're really good at that. Then the Hooves of Thunder. Yes, who will also hit the small guys, because they also have... But they will probably be a lot less effective doing so. Yep. They do not have Dirty Fighters. 
But if they do hit, they get to use their sniper support because they missed in the range phase. Alright, um. Well, that certainly wouldn't have hit the other guys, but I don't think it'll hit them either. Um, 17 to hit the militia. Uh. Yes, technically, but for no damage. Yeah. Can they activate? Is, does that enough? No, to you have to, you have to, to damage, damage them. The sniper support you equal their defensive. Right, activity. so that's that's not really a hit. Yep. Okay, and it's the clockwork boys at the spellbreaker capacity. Yeah. Uh, it gives them high defense. It doesn't actually help oh. them hurt them. Oh, uh, I feel Uravini's team has played that has um, the, punched above their weight. The clockwork round. knights ride in. Now they're not fighting you. They start. They can start rolling well. Yeah, that's uh, for it. So they are going to go and try and kill these invisible um, Jan armies as well. Yeah. So, uh, they have to go to standard. Well, they get a bonus because they're mounted, but that will still not do it. They ride in and they ride in and try and cut them down as best they can. Yeah, it's largely deflected by the fact that they can't see what they're doing. Yeah, that, that's um, definitely provided the Jan army. The Jan armies have not taken a lot of hits, except from the River Raisers, who are death on two legs. And round we go to the next round. Yep, I think one more round, and then we'll call it at where we are there. Yep. Okay, and of course we don't have to do a ranged round. Yes, this round, so this will be a little quicker. So, give me your moralities. Okay, um... 14. The kobolds are encouraged by not being dead. Yep. So the kobolds get 14. Yep. Uh, the stag runners get 24. They, they're like this, fighting alongside a Ravetti's people thing. Uh, the bowmen get 19. And the Hoos of Thunder get 15. I ro- to be honest, I could have used some of those rolls on the attack. <laughs> you know, good morale or whatever. Pataxi uh, and Regiment and the River Raisers both get exactly 14. Yep. They may not be as happy about their mission about helping my kingdom annihilate its enemies as we are. <laughs> we can believe it at last. The Jan army gets a meager 20. Yep. And the Jan militia get a slightly more meager 12. Yep. I think they're definitely not so happy about the way it's going. Okay. Alright, so what are the Jan militia doing? So, bing, bing, bing. The clockwork guys are staying at standard. The Jan militia will move from defensive down again to um, whatever it is, ultra defensive. Yeah, the, the. Yeah, I'm hiding behind things, yep. Yep. Razors? Uh, uh, now that they have taken their shot, are going back to standard. Makes sense. Uh, no, in fact, Pytech Regiment are going to go back to standard. The River Razors are going to attempt a morale check. And go straight to cautious. And go straight to cautious, which is a difficulty. Somebody fuck morale check. What's that? It's 20. DC 21. Uh, they will not succeed at that, so they stay at aggressive. Yep. Too overextended. Hooves yep. of Thunder. Uh, uh, not wild about being butt targets because they're small, we'll go too cautious. Yep. Yep. And Kobolds? Uh, same, same. Cautious and um, defensive war. Yep. They're battle turtling. They're yep. um, all just hitting anyone out very good in any case. Mm-hmm. Uh... They're happy it's standard, poisoned or not, they're in pretty good shape. Yep. And um, stag runners, likewise, they will um, stay with standard for now. Yep. Until people start hitting them, basically. Uh, and Javon will also attempt the morale check to shift his army 
um, down. Because he's got the massive charisma bonus. Yes, because he's an aggressive and he wants to go down to defensive and he won't get there. Sweet. So they remain at aggressive. Cute. Okay, start of the round. Um, the Jan get to use whatever special yep. power they're now using. The Jan army reappear. Their yep. invisibility runs out. The Jan militia disappear. Okay, they start they... using invisibility. Oh, okay. Um, and the Jan army grow bigger. Oh, cool. They double in size to the point where they are basically giants. Alright. Which will doubtless give them attack bonuses. Doubtless. Cool. And the clockwork men will implacable foe the Jan militia again. Yep. Who will gloriously fail their morale check. I really like how they do that. And get more minus twos. Yep. That's the spirit. Cool. And then we are up. Yep. Stag runners. Yep. The stag runners will um, gloriously attack the big guys. Yep. And crit, crit them. Yes, indeed. You can crit on army levels even if they're not critical things, which these actually are, so I don't know what I'm saying. That's fine. Um, Alright, so this is going to be a little bit ugly for them. Alright, um, so that's a 35 yep. to hit. Yep, and that's the Jan army you're aiming at? It is the Jan army okay. I'm aiming at. Shockingly enough, that will hit them. Yep. And uh, so that is... And then I'll roll the... Plus a d4. Yeah, I'm just getting out the d4. Uh, another two on top of that. Do they then have sniper support as well? They do not have sniper support. These guys don't have... Um, they could blow up some siege engines, but I'm kind of assuming the Jan army do not have siege engines. They do not. They, the theory was there were a lot more of them coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the point where they've got 20,000 guys. Lord. Uh, and they get horribly decimated almost literally by this. Whoa! The army is still up, but they will be routing at the end of this round, which is amusing because they have nowhere to go. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Although, presumably, Titania's dimensional lock has space limits. Yeah. Uh, possibly the boundaries of the Hex. Possibly the boundaries... It's certainly the boundaries of Stagthorn. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they get far enough, they can get out. Yeah. Although, to be honest, as long as Javun doesn't make it out, I care less about what happens to his random jab. Okay, and that's a horrible, horrible death brought to them. Yep, go, go, critting stag runners. I mean, it, it's definitely been helped by the um, Uravetti's team hitting them hard last time. Yep. However, it is now their turn to do the... Yep. Some, somebody's getting aggressive giant, yep. giant dogpiled. They will do their giant centaur killing crush. Yep. Centaur crush. Uh, that's a nice roll. Oh, crap. Twenty-six. Yep. All right. Um, they no longer derive their huge offensive bonuses from being invisible. Cool. All right. So the centaurs take a solid blow and yep. um, drop some more hit points. Yep. Okay. And the bowman. Cool. Um. We'll shoot, shoot, shoot the big guys. Yep. Uh, and um, flat miss the big guys yep. by miles. Cobalts. Uh, we'll shoot, shoot, shoot the little people. And I should imagine that will do it. Yeah, because then we add one and then we subtract three. Yeah, no, the cobalts will miss. Yep. 
Hooves of Thunder will also shoot the little guys. And also miss. Yep. There's all my crappy rolls. And it's the Pytax Regiment. The Pytaxian Regiment will sweep on the highly wounded Jan army. Yep. I'm going to feel bad if the militia are the ones that are, you know, the militia are going to not be happy if they're the... That's going to be that. Yep. They roll a 28 to hit them. Yep. And then add some sniper support on top of it. And so the large army of Jan are fighting the um, fighting the stag runners and getting in, getting heavily engaged with them and finally manage to pull out bleeding and staggering and wounded just in time for the Pytaxian regiment to come in hammer and anvil style and the Pytaxian regiment just drive them into the stag runners <laughs> yeah. and that is the end of the army of Jan yeah. and as they've already acted they don't get to do damage and that's their contribution to the world yep Okay, at which point I presume the Razors will target the Militia, because they there's nobody else. <laughs> which is going to be a bad day to be a Militiaman, because they wanted the big guys to absorb those Razor hits. Let's go with tactics. So useful. Uh, they just hit them, remembering that they are invisible. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, the militia are really hard to yeah, hit this round. the militia round. have a really high offense and defense. Yep, and the um, it's the militia's turn to actually hit someone. Yep. Um, they, again, will pick on the cobalt army they can find. Get the kobolds look weak and weedy, so yep. let's run them over all that much. 21. That will not get through their various S turtle bonuses. Cool. They can't shoot for shit, but they are hiding. Yeah. So it's, the kobolds the, hide. the problem is now actually finding the individual yep. kobolds, because yep. their contribution to this battlefield is not neither, startling. Neither side can see the other. Yep. <laughs> and the Clockwork Cavalry will make their best effort to mow down the militia, because why not? Yeah, I mean, they'll probably miss, but, you know, they might roll well. No. And yeah, that's that's pretty much about that. Yeah, I mean, we can play out the last yeah. battle if you want to, but I don't think the militia are going to be no, able to I take don't. down either of my um, either of my most fragile armies. At which point, I don't think it really matters if they deal some more damage on the way out the door. I don't think so either. So um, the militia are going to use one of their other tricks. They shrink and become the size of halflings instead and become harder to hit. Um, then basically I think they will go have one more round at the Cobalt Defenders and then just concede and die horribly. Yep, sounds Because they're going to get run over. It's only a matter of playing out the eight rounds. Right? Sounds reasonable. The Cobalts will just kind of stay at their courses yep, yep. rather than going any more sissy. Uh, and that would be uh, less than they rolled previously. Yep, so they... Because they no longer have the giant plus six bonus for being invisible. Yep, so the kobolds hide well, the um, militia fail to take them out, and then 14 armies stomp directly on their heads. <laughs> and hard to hit or not, they are probably not hard enough to hit to survive the eight, eight separate D20 rolls. Yep. But meanwhile, you know, two hours ago on the battlefield... Yep. Uh, Kaelin is fighting his way through... Jan after Jan, these strong, well-muscled, you know, very looking very much like gym model, well-oiled men are falling beneath his blade, and then you hear from somewhere in the crowd, 
Play king. I do not know what you think you have done, but I am the great Javun. I will still defeat you here, he says, and as he does, his eyes, like, go all shifty. Well, as I recall, you ran away the last time. Now that that's not an option, I think you might have a bit of a difficult time of it. His eyes flicker. He looks around at what's happening on the battlefield, where his armies are basically halfway through losing at this point. And he says, I think perhaps we can negotiate on this. I can bring you great wealth, power, wishes beyond your wildest imagination. I think... I think only you can grant me my fondest desire right now. I want to take your head clean off your sh- clean off its shoulders. For once, Kaelin twice marked and I are in alignment in our desires. Scissor of any... He steps out, one of the Jan comes running towards him, he flicks his gauntlet up and blasts it in the face with some kind of cold spell and goes over. Oh, and um, the word around these parts, you really don't want to get him mad with you. Clearly twice marked. Shall we end this together then? <laughs> and out come the two bastard swords. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as you both pull them out, you can feel them resonating with each other. They're not doing... You had to press them together previously to get them to work with each other, but they're clearly reacting to each other's presences. Sweet. And Javon looks pretty damn worried, and that is where we will leave it there. Don't know. Don't know.